Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Public Enemy. I, I keep thinking I'm going to get tired of this. this is our opening theme, Chris. This is like Robert Cray with this man. I just, I am for Gil Scott Heron. I, folks, we try to change your opening music every six months, but I'm just too in love with this one. Welcome. Welcome to Tell Me Everything. I'm Fugelsang. It's such a pleasure to be with you on a very eventful Tuesday. I hope you're ready for it. We're going to have some fun tonight. It's going to be all about what to expect when they're impeaching, and it's going to be a riot. We got some of our favorite regulars on the show tonight. The Rude Pundit will be here uh, to be rude and vulgar. The Reverend Barry Lynn will be here, former executive director of Americans United for the Separation of Church and State. It was a crazy day, folks. It's madness out there. People are suffering all across the globe. The news out of Libya is shocking. The news out of Morocco is shocking. And here in America, my God, they can't take anything seriously. I got two great producers I love working with. Chris Hauselt runs this show out of South Carolina. And my God, he's good at it. The mighty Thea Harper was with me last night. The dark, empty tower. She's running the show out of Brooklyn tonight. I'm so glad you're here. The government runs out of money on September 30th. And disaster aid for the hurricanes and the floods and the wildfires and the assistance to Ukraine, because Putin is the Hitler of our time, folks. It's all on the line. But we'll get to that in a second. Let, let, there's so much to get to. We have great guests tonight. We'd love to hear from y'all. Five former Memphis police officers are going to face federal charges in the murder of Tyree Nichols. The state of Alabama is now asking the Supreme Court to step in because they're hoping it's racist enough to help with their corruption. And a coalition of women and doctors have now filed lawsuits against Idaho, Oklahoma and Tennessee. Those are states where near total abortion bans have just taken effect. We, we got so much to cover. Let's have a show. All right. I want to begin with this question. Who was the worst, most pathetic, most corrosively wretched Republican Speaker of the House Let's just say the last 30 years. There have been five of them. Newt Gingrich, who left office in rank disgrace. 
Denny Hastert, who was the longest-serving Republican Speaker of the House in the history of our Congress and who went to jail because he liked to have sex with underage males. Uh, John Boehner, pretty much driven from Congress by his own caucus. Paul Ryan. Paul who? Paul, Paul, Paul who? slavishly obedient to Donald Trump, who he hated, and the Trumpers thanked him by chasing him out of office. And then, of course, there's the current Speaker of the House, who I'm just going to call Marjorie Taylor Gates, because let's not kid ourselves about who's really running things here. Now, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, (laughs) this wisp of a man, made his deal with the devil back in January when he gave so much power to the most frothing right-wing lunatics to get their votes after he had been humiliated. Remember the way back in time, way back in time to January 15, humiliating ballots. And finally he said, okay, fine, I want the job so bad, I'll let you guys fire me anytime you want to on any whim. I will be your bitch, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you'll just let me hold the gavel for a little while. Well, I don't know how much longer he's going to be holding it. And there's a number of things that could take him out. The thing that's most likely to take him out uh, were some choices he made today. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, (laughs) Lady Blah Blah, she said that she will not vote to fund the government unless there's an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden, the one who they say is feeble and has dementia and can't put his pants on and they're terrified of. Kevin McCarthy made this deal with the devil. And the provision was that if any one member of his caucus has the power to force a vote on the House floor, calling for his removal anytime, he's gone. And that would be so much more humiliating than what he went through. And they can vote to remove him every day. It used to be several people had to vote for no confidence in the Speaker. Now, one Matt Gates after breakfast, after he's finished showing photos on his phone to other degenerates. Well, again, you have to keep that in mind because that's what's guiding all of this. None of this has anything to do with helping the American people. Okay, this all has to do with power and the illusion of power. That's it. Republicans have said for a long time that Joe Biden somehow cashed in from his son, Hunter Biden's business deals. The only problem is there is still after five years of investigation by the Justice Department, after one year of Congress investigating Hunter Biden, no evidence they can dig up whatsoever. And in spite of that, they have two big demands on Kevin McCarthy. You know him. Open an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden so they can all make a lot of speeches and monologues and be on Fox News every night. And then uh, we, they, gotta, they want to cut the hell out of government spending. And Kevin McCarthy thought, well, let me think. If I give in and acquiesce to the impeachment inquiry, maybe they'll give me some wiggle room. Maybe maybe they won't demand so much steep budget cuts and there won't be a government shutdown because that's what he's facing. Either a government shutdown caused by Republicans that Republicans will be blamed for. Right. Unless unless he announces this bogus impeachment, which will completely backfire on the Republicans and Republicans will be blamed for it. Now, let's go back in time. Back through the mists of history to a time called 11 days ago, when McCarthy on the 1st of September told Breitbart News he would only launch an impeachment inquiry into Biden with a vote on the House floor. He said to open an impeachment inquiry is a serious matter and House Republicans would not take it lightly or use it for political purposes. The American people deserve to be heard on this matter through their elected representatives. That's why if we move forward with an impeachment inquiry, it would occur through a vote on the floor of the People's House, and not through a declaration by one person. Today, 
one person made a declaration that he will form an inquiry to dig around until they find some bullshit they can try to impeach Joe Biden for, or at least humiliate his one surviving son. Here's Speaker McCarthy today. Today, I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the President would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan, the Judiciary Committee, and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. I do not make this decision lightly. And regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. Okay, so what just happened was he made a choice that could let him keep his job for a little while longer and could cost the Republican Party the House majority next fall. Now, again, they're, they're saying these are allegations against Joe Biden of abuse of power, obstruction and corruption, which I guess they don't like now. Sounds very similar to what Donald Trump was charged with, right? Except that Donald Trump's charged with 91 criminal counts in four different jurisdictions. The allegations against Joe Biden for profiting from his son's little name dropping influence peddling on the road. Um, that's reinforced by absolutely no evidence except in the minds of people who trust Sean Hannity. This is all the Republican bubble bubbling over all over again. In the August recess, we found out that Republicans don't have the votes to authorize an impeachment inquiry. So they can't. They can't. Wasn't good enough for the Nazi clot. They're called the Freedom Caucus. I call them the Nazi clot. And these more than a few Republicans are not liking this at all. But again, what he announced today was a a committee designed to investigate whether Joe Biden should be impeached. That's it. And he's going to milk it so hard. (laughs) My nipples are going to hurt. This committee could take weeks to investigate. It take months. And it's all for show. It's all theater. It's all to have hearings and have the Jim Jordans gesticulate and give monologues that Fox and OAN will air. And they'll try to get Republicans to think they're doing something. Then they'll write up articles of impeachment. I don't know what they're going to find that rises to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors, but I want them to do it. I'm so behind this, guys. This is my unpopular opinion. I can't wait. Kevin McCarthy is held hostage by Donald Trump and by the most right-wing lunatic members of his party who are trying to remove him as the speaker. And I say, let them. He is playing for time to keep that recall vote from coming to get him. He's doing anything he can do, tap dancing, to keep the right wing at bay. So he launches this impeachment inquiry into the president, even though uh, plenty of Republicans have said there's there's no evidence of any wrongdoing. This is going to be such an easy chance for Joe Biden to point to these guys and say, look at them. Look at these people. They're not serious. They are trying to get Joe Biden reelected. This is the greatest thing that could have happened to Joe. You look at the poll numbers. And again, look, as I've said many times, Joe Biden wasn't my first choice, wasn't my second choice, wasn't my third choice. For many years, I had a lot of problems with Joe Biden and I still have plenty of issues. But I will tell you. I like old Joe Biden more than all the other Joe Bidens. And he gets shit done. Oh, my God, he gets shit done like a lesbian Scientologist. This man gets a lot done in a day. It shows what can happen when a president's not thinking about his mistress or his next job 
and, and I've come to really judge presidents based on how much billionaires hate them. So, you know, this is just another manufactured crisis by the Republicans. But it's also a hostage trying to bargain for the one thing in the world that matters to him, the job that he will not be able to keep. He's already lost the gavel. This is an impeachment inquiry that's based on conspiracy theories and Fox News lies. And MAGA right-wing extremists are actually in control of the speaker's gavel. Why is he starting this impeachment inquiry on no grounds with no evidence? Because Donald Trump bullied him into it over social media. And, you know, it's also to flood the zone with a lot of rumors and innuendos in the hopes that the American people will think like they did with Hillary Clinton. Well, the Democrats just as corrupt as Trump. So who cares to distract from all the criminal charges? But McCarthy's got his back against the wall because he's never going to have enough votes to impeach Joe Biden. But right now he's got to get enough votes to avoid a government shutdown. I mean, he's calculating that if he goes to impeach Biden, it'll appease the Nazi clot who want to fire him and could fire him tomorrow morning if they feel like it. And it looks like a really painful flip flop, right? He's protecting some vulnerable Republicans from having to do this vote. And we'll get to that. That's the beautiful part, because a lot of Republicans don't want this and they will not vote for this because they would lose their jobs. There's 18 Republicans who are centrist and they serve districts that Joe Biden won and they don't want to give whatever Democrat runs against them next year a really easy time by endorsing any kind of impeachment. The Republicans have a five seat majority and there's 18 seats in districts that Biden won. You understand? He's trapped. He's trapped. And by moving these investigations under the umbrella of an impeachment inquiry, he thinks he can appease the right wing. And he thinks he can get them all to get on board with him and avert a government shutdown. And he's calculated all this hypocrisy. He knows what people are going to say about him. And he doesn't care. He's trying to save his job. That's all that's happening here. And despite sane Republican lawmakers' misgivings, this will probably pass in committee. Because Republicans get to make up the majority of the committee. And they're going to put their most lunatic right-wing members on it. And Joe Biden will not be impeached. Now, again, uh, would a majority of Republicans support impeachment? They're running for re-election in districts that voted for Biden. And they want to keep their jobs, too. Again, Republicans are mad that Trump got impeached twice. Both times for cheating in the 2020 election. Once before it, using Ukraine as a bargaining chip and blackmailing Ukraine to try to smear Joe Biden, and then once after the terrorist attack on our Capitol. And in both of those times, what did Democrats do? They they brought evidence. <laughs> and in both of those cases, several congressional Republicans either backed it or acknowledged the evidence supports the accusations. There's no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong, and they're accusing him of doing it as vice president. I'm all on board, guys. I think we should ban Joe Biden from ever serving as vice president again. Never again. So in 2019, it was Kevin McCarthy who said, here are the facts. The speaker can't decide on impeachment unilaterally. It requires a full vote of the House of Representatives. And now he's doing exactly the same thing he condemned four years ago. And he blamed it on Pelosi. He said she changed that. I warned her not to do it in the way in the process. And then she did it. And that's uh, that's that's what we do. So he's not a hypocrite. (laughs) But here's the deal. When Democrats launched that Nancy Pelosi approved impeachment inquiry without having a formal vote. Donald Trump's DOJ put out an official opinion saying that the inquiry was invalid without full approval from the House or approval from the full House. So unless Joe Biden revokes that and they won't, 
<laughs> his administration is going to treat this new inquiry as completely invalid. And again, hats off to Matt Gates, man. I mean, my God, Matt Gates, who is so juvenile, he sends Venmo payments to himself. Matt Gates, as soon as he made the announcement, punished McCarthy for not having gone far enough. He said, this is only baby steps. We have to do more. We have to move faster. And he began his daily threat that he will begin the process of firing McCarthy if McCarthy isn't brought into immediate total compliance. Those are his words. Kevin, you are the bitch of pudgy McBaby fascist. Here is pudgy McBaby fascist redefining smug as only he can. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We have had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6th tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, you relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know (laughs) that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the speaker isn't real. At this point during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times. And we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. Power of the subpoena and power of the purse. Only thing the 118th Congress is known for at this point is electing Kevin McCarthy speaker and underwriting Biden's debt. And unfortunately, there's only one of those things we can remediate at this time. Oh, oh. Oh, he owned you, that little brat. That's Matt Gates, who is so totally innocent of sex trafficking minors. He tried to get a pardon for sex trafficking minors. And he said that if you try to have a stopgap spending bill to avoid a government shutdown, that would be an automatic trigger for a motion to vacate. In other words, if you do your job, we'll fire you for it. I'm glad that Matt Gates is a fan of publicly exposing every sordid detail of someone else's life. Karma's a fan of that, too. So uh, the responses, you can guess, Democrats, Debbie Wasserman Schultz came out and said that the GOP caucus is a fully owned subsidiary of the Trump campaign. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries called this an illegitimate inquiry. This is a kangaroo court fishing expedition and conspiracy theater rolled into one. Pramia Jayapal said this is the best he's got. Kevin, the American people are still going to find out you can't even pass a bill to fund the government. And here's Chuck Schumer, who had thoughts. The impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better, not go off on these chases and uh, witch hunts. The bottom line is, as we've said, you can only accomplish keeping the government open in a bipartisan way. I have sympathy with Speaker McCarthy. He's in a difficult position. But sometimes you've got to tell these people who are way off the deep end, who have no interest in helping the American people, who just want to pursue their own witch hunts, that they can't go forward with it. So I'm disappointed. I think it's absurd. But we are not going to let it stop us here in the Senate from keeping the government open and working in a bipartisan way. The Senate does not want this. Senate Republicans do not want this. They want to keep the government open. They just voted. They just voted today 85 to 12 
to open debate on a spending package. They're trying to be grownups here. And uh, Susan Collins, she's against it. Um, Tommy Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville, Mr. Defund the Military. I'm not for going through another damn trial, to be honest with you. He said he didn't think Republicans had enough time to see an impeachment through. And then he said, you better have an ironclad case. Make sure you got what you need to have. Don't be guessing. Don't just be throwing mud. Shelley Moore Capito from West Virginia called this frustrating and said, I'm going to default to the position that the House is going to do what the House is going to do. And we'll just have to react to that. So what can I say? But Kevin, you idiot. You're beautiful, and I love you. Because here's the deal. You guys already know this. The House Republicans are going to face the political backlash for impeaching Joe Biden. And everyone outside of the Freedom Caucus knows this. The GOP has, again, a very tiny five-seat majority. There are 18 House Republicans who represent districts Joe Biden won in 2020. There's only five Democrats who represent districts won by Trump in 2020. So they got to protect those 18 seats. The only way the Republicans keep control of the House is protecting those 18 seats. That's why Joe Biden won't be impeached, no matter what this committee comes up with. So again, guys, just enjoy. Enjoy the train wreck. Congressman Don Bacon from Nebraska, he's a Republican, says impeachment needs to be about the dad, not the son. As of now, I don't support an impeachment inquiry. And what happens if Biden does get impeached? He stays in office and then it goes to the Senate for a trial where two thirds of senators have to agree to convict the president and kick him out. And it's never happened before. And it's not going to happen in a Senate controlled by Democrats. Kevin, you idiot. Bill Clinton, remember him? His approval ratings went up into the 60s when he got impeached. Democrats gained seats in the 98 midterms because the voters were so outraged by a crazy right wing prosecutor. Republican-controlled Senate could not get 50% of the votes to convict. Newt Gingrich had to resign very soon after. And the Biden administration has uh, quite an interesting defense against the House impeachment inquiry, because as we mentioned, in 2020, Trump's DOJ put out a binding legal opinion that impeachment inquiries are invalid without an official vote of the House. So it's already illegal. (laughs) Kevin, you idiot. Not only is that rule still in the books... It's legally binding on Speaker McCarthy. So his impeachment inquiry without a vote is unenforceable. Donald Trump gave Joe Biden the biggest assist he could have against an impeachment. Donald Trump is forcing Kevin McCarthy to do. You know, folks, I think John Fetterman said it best. Give a quick listen to this. It'll brighten your day. They asked him how he felt in the hallway of the Senate about this impeachment. Asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry, has said he's going to. Oh my God! Really? Oh my gosh! You know? Oh, it's devastating. (laughs) Ooh! Don't do it! Please don't do it! Oh no! Oh no! Now, by the way, we just found out today that we already knew 2021 marked the lowest rate of childhood poverty in our country's history because of COVID spending. It proved that if the government gets focused, we can reduce childhood poverty. We have the abilities to reduce childhood hunger. It involves spending money, and it can be done if you care about American people and children. We found out today that more Americans fell below the poverty line in 2022 after the child care tax credit was revoked. In fact, the poverty rate for children doubled from 2021 to 2022. And it happened because of Republicans, evil, selfish people who will allow children to suffer just to make their opponents look bad. And when I say Republicans, I mean Joe Manchin. 
and government shutdowns, guys, they're going to try to do an unpopular impeachment and a government shutdown right before a presidential election year. Government shutdowns are horrible for the economy, for the American people. It's a loser for whatever party causes it. And it has been consistently the Republicans who've caused it so far this century. It's a shakedown. It's a racket. The government could run out of money. And if the government runs out of money, all those Republicans who are serving in blue counties in New York State and California, elsewhere, what are they going to do? Hmm? Go through the motions of this? History will not be kind to these grifters, my friends. The expanded child's tax credit helped cut child poverty by nearly half, and congressional Republicans let it expire. They don't care about children. They're not pro-life. They're not Christian. They're not patriots. They are grifters. Not all of them, but enough of them are grifters to make them all deserve to be called grifters. If the Republican Party, my brothers and sisters, if the Republican Party had policies they wanted to do that would help non-millionaires, they'd be talking about that. But they don't. They don't want to help non-millionaires. Instead, they sell umbrage in lieu of an agenda. This is Obama's birth certificate and Benghazi and Hillary's emails and the Ground Zero Mosque and Uranium One and the John Kerry Swift boat all whipped into a fondue. They really want Joe Biden gone that bad? I guess they really want a black woman to be their president. Of course... There's always the possibility that Kevin McCarthy isn't an idiot and that he's brilliant. Maybe this bogus impeachment inquiry with zero evidence of wrongdoing is Kevin McCarthy's genius plan to completely energize a Democratic base, make Joe Biden more popular than ever, and get Joe Biden reelected so Kevin never has to work with Donald Trump ever again. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on, because you know I love it when you do. What to expect and laugh at when they're impeaching. 
I am so thrilled to welcome back to our show uh, one of our favorite guests and somebody who I admire beyond all measure. Reverend Barry Lynn is an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ. He served as executive director for Americans United for the Separation of Church and State uh, until he retired a couple years back. He's a longtime activist and a great civil liberties lawyer. And you may have seen him on TV like I did on everything PBS NewsHour, Today Show, Nightline, 60 Minutes, even the O'Reilly Factor, which he classed up at more than Bill deserved. And you've read him in L.A. Times and Wall Street Journal and The Nation. Reverend Barry's memoir is called Paid to Piss People Off. I highly recommend it. It comes in three volumes, Peace, Porn, and Prayer. And Reverend Barry will serve as the keynote speaker at the Night of Vonnegut celebration in Indianapolis, Indiana on September 29th. Reverend Barry, welcome back to the show. It's very nice to be back on this very propitious day because I agree with you that this impeachment was a perfect, perfect setup for the re-election of Joe Biden. When you look at how much Joe Biden's done and, and how much he's improved an economy that was crippled by this racist circus clown and a, a plague, and yet the poll numbers are still so low, I think the White House is dancing tonight, Barry, because this is only going to help Biden's popularity and it will finally energize the base in a way legislative achievements have failed to do. That's correct. Of course, if you look at the news, um, they're really promoting the idea that the people don't see what the legislation has done. Yes. And it's they repeat it so many times that you almost get the idea that, well, maybe there's nothing there. Maybe unemployment is going up. Maybe it's not going down. They, there's so little time, John, spent on the facts on any of these networks, including CNN, that you really wonder, are we being duped as Americans by people who don't really want anything but the excitement of a return Biden-Trump? Yeah. I mean, yep. Barry, you know, they like to say the media is biased towards liberals. Um, no, maybe journalists are liberals, but the media is biased towards one thing, and that's profit ratings, <laughs> eyeballs, clicks, dollar signs for shareholders. That is the bias. And Donald Trump was much better for the people who own the media uh, than Joe Biden is. As I said before, I, I really like having a president who upsets billionaires. And so sure. I think you're exactly right. The media would love to see Donald Trump come back, as with the Saudi royal family, which is why they are now cutting oil production. So gas prices will be up again next year. And of course, Putin will be delighted to see his pal Donald Trump here as yeah, well. You're right. And I mean, you know, he said something the other day about how, uh, I mean, he's acting like he's a guy who never did anything wrong. But he's suggesting that, it, in fact, it is a crime family, the Biden crime family that is trying to get rid of this wonderful leader, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, the one thing that in, in my experience uh, working with the Congress or arguably against the Congress for decades, I, I was told by a Democrat today that there were 25 people who were going to vote against this within the Republican Party. And I'd like to believe that, but I really don't, because this is, turns out to be a relatively easy vote, because you can go back to your constituents and you can say, as some of these clowns have already done, we're just trying to get to the bottom of this. We're not saying he did anything. We just want a full investigation. That's the kind of cop-out crapola that but I have heard. That's all they're going to do. 
Of course I mean, it is. Barry, you don't think you don't think that Biden will actually be impeached, do you? If it even comes no, to a no, vote? No, no, not at all. There's you no You think it'll come to a vote? You think it'll come to a vote? I don't think it'll even come to a vote, frankly. Because I think that the the show that these guys will put on, Jim Jordan, Marjorie oh. Taylor Greene, yes. these people are less than nothing. What was that book? Less than zero. Yeah. These are less than zero people. You're right. <laughs> and again, I'm going to keep pointing this out. 18 different Republican Congress people serving in blue districts yeah. that Joe Biden won are not, again, they're all just after their own power. Kevin McCarthy's doing all of this to keep his job, but those 18 congressmen will want to keep their jobs as well, and they're not going to sign on to some Fox News bubble fever dream with no evidence just <laughs> to make, uh, I don't know what, to make to get more appearances on Newsmax. I guess. Um, Newsmax, not doing that well either, I guess. But there's something else about impeachment I want to point out. In Wisconsin recently, there was an election for a Supreme Court vacancy, and a lot of money was spent, a lot of people spent a lot of effort, and they got, by 11 points, they elected a Democratic woman who is expected to be pro-choice. Well, the Wisconsin legislature is considering impeaching her, even though, to my knowledge, not only has she never written an opinion, I'm not even sure she's ever heard a case, but they want to impeach her. Yeah, because then Wisconsin governor doesn't get to choose. They'll have to have a special election. Republicans think, well, we can win this time. But to impeach on the basis of nothing at all, no conduct, no opinions, and, and again, Barry, you're the lawyer, but they want to impeach him based on things he did as vice president. I'm right. fine with banning Joe Biden from ever serving as vice president ever again. That I will, I, I will sign on to that. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, uh, can know, we can we can we impeach presidents for high crimes and misdemeanors committed before they held the office? Because uh, boy, Trump University, the Trump Foundation, on line one. Yeah, yeah I don't think you can do that. But, you know, we really don't know much about what high crimes and misdemeanors really means. And, of course, this was an issue during the Trump impeachments. But um, let me say something else. I, I started talking about this the last time we were together. Yes, sir. I think that it's time for Democrats now to get off of this bandwagon. Let's make sure he doesn't run again. No, we want him to run again. Yes, because thank when- you for... Thank you. I've been saying this nonstop. Yeah, you can't absolutely. Ban him. I, I, I think even if it and by the way, Barry, I think I think that they're right that he is not qualified to run. He violated the Fourteenth Amendment and he is ineligible to be president again. Having said that, I don't think he should be banned from running in any state. Don't feed their victim no. complex. No, I agree with that, and I think the there are Democrats. I've I've. I was up on Cape Cod for the weekend, which is why I couldn't join you the other night. But the there are people who say, but but maybe some of the other Republicans wouldn't be that bad. And they start by talking about Nikki Haley, who did say something honest during the debate when she said, you know, we can't ban abortion. We don't have the votes. We have to come up with things that people can agree on. 
we don't know, we don't remember what a terrible human being she was when she was governor. And prior to that, a member of the South Carolina legislature. She yes, didn't sir. just vote for every anti-choice bill she could find. She even signed on to these fetal personhood bills, yes. which is the worst thing that could happen because here, if we decided that fetuses were people, then obviously you, you can't murder people. Yeah. And this is, of course, the intent. This is the intent. Nellie Gray, the woman who ran March for Life for a long time. Those are her, her goals. And that's exactly what Nikki Haley was about. And then you look at the other candidates, Tim Scott. I mean, Tim Scott decided just two days ago to go on television and talk about how opposed he was to a bill in uh, in California that said that in a proceeding over child uh, child custody, if a, one parent says, well, my child wants to transition and the other one says, no, I don't want that, that can be held against the parent who doesn't want the transition to occur. So Tim Scott goes in there with his anti-trans ideas and bingo, some of the money that looked like it was going to him it's drying up and it's drying up in part because of a really stupid argument that mm. because he's not married, he's possibly gay. Well, that, yeah. that was in the Washington Post today. And yes, it again, was. you know, um, I, 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 I'm not into gossip, but um, I think if you are going to line up to vote against any bills that would improve the dignity and quality of life of LGBT Americans, then yeah. your private sexual life does not deserve to be private. That's true. That's very true. And I mean, because in those days when people were being outed for being gay, I mean, I agree that the outing is only appropriate if somebody is there leading the charge That's against it. GLBT rights in this country. And there That's were plenty it. of people that did that. And then there were people, including journalists that I knew very well, who probably are gay but they never went on the attack they never tried to do damage to the credibility the integrity or the life of lgbtq people never yeah, exactly barry how do you see all this playing out i know that biden's going to have the saudi royal family and putin doing everything they can and spending all kind of money to destroy him china too gas prices will go up and we'll be seeing all this impeachment in michigas at the same time, they're going to have a government shutdown and a completely unmeritorious impeachment. And Roe v. Wade is still uh, dead. Last time I checked, I, I think yeah. that what Kevin McCarthy might have done today was solve Joe Biden's enthusiasm gap. <laughs> I think you're right. And yeah, those all those factors are going to be important. And if you look beyond the the media, the other thing they love to do is talk about how somebody has declined in the polls and they go to Iowa or they go to New Hampshire and they find an incremental decrease in the support for somebody or other in both parties. But the truth is, if you look, I saw a poll from Virginia. That's clearly a swing state. The poll shows Biden up something like eight points, eight points. And the only way that uh, we I think we chatted last time about uh, the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. Yes. Glenn Youngkin. 
the only way he could gain any credibility is if he manages to flip the house and keep the senate of virginia legislature republican because then he can do anything including pass every anti-abortion measure that that he wants and today in the washington post and elsewhere there was a story about one of the people who's running in Richmond. Richmond is not nearly as conservative as other parts. I mean, it's been represented by Congressman Bobby Scott, African-American congressman for a very long time. But this is the state legislature. She has a good chance of winning, but someone found a sex tape of she right. and her husband on a- well, it's not a tape, yeah. actually. Not, not a tape. It was a live recording that somebody taped. There's, there's many. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's many of them, and they've supplemented their income that way for quite a while. And yep. you know what? Um, I think they're just outraged that there's a woman in her 40s with children who enjoys her sexuality, and she and her husband are clearly very in love and have a very hot time. Sure. And they are punishing her for the crime of, uh, of enjoying herself and having a side hustle in the process. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they want... They want politicians who cheat on their wives with porn stars. Of course. But they could never vote for a porn star. <laughs> oh, no, they can't. It's <laughs> a, uh, you know, one of the strangest things about porn, which is, of course, the, the second one of your uh, volumes. book in my trilogy. But when the Mies Commission, when Ed Mies had this commission, was going to clean up pornography, um, what happened was, they came up with all these ways, including the use of the racketeering statute against people who might have sold a couple of dirty books. But right. the whole thing started to crumble when one of the Justice Department people who was big on the Porn Commission, a big supporter of it, was found that uh, some years earlier in a dispute with his wife, they went into his house, they found all these sex toys and all this porn and when asked about it he said well i i have porn but doesn't everybody that was a little bit counterproductive for the Mies commission because it, <laughs> the idea was that there were like six perverts who were you know spending a billion dollars each on pornography so wow. you got yeah i mean if you really want to be clean about it you have to be honest about it and as you point out uh those folks are not um, Reverend Barry Lynn, I'm always happy to have you here. I do want to ask you a bit about this event that you're going to be the keynote speaker for, the Night of Vonnegut Celebration in Indianapolis. Did you know Kurt Vonnegut, sir? I met him only once. I, I did, speaking of the Mies Commission, I did a press conference in New York City with Kurt Vonnegut and Betty Friedan. And we wow. were all being terribly critical of what the Mies Commission was about to do. and uh, But his books literally, and I find this with a lot of people of my age, the first time they got turned on to reading was reading Kurt Vonnegut. I remember wow. literally Cat's Cradle, which is now, of course, once again on the book banning lists of so many communities. But I want to talk about in education, Vonnegut in education, and then we're going to do a little panel discussion about censorship in the arts, in comedy, with a couple of comedians. So, oh I'm man, I'm jealous. Very... I didn't get invited. Who's who? You who? What comics are you doing this with? I'm I'm very. Um, they're local comics. One oh, of them is okay. getting an award. They give an award for the comedian of the year, and I'm nice. not sure they've announced that. Well, but then if it's local, local guy, I, yeah. everybody. I don't have I don't have a lot of Indianapolis jokes, so I wouldn't be qualified. 
No, you, well, you could. You, you could make up some. <laughs> <laughs> but Reverend, because you're a very gonna, funny man. Will this be streamed, Reverend? Is there a way to see this? I do this? not do know to... the answer to that. I should folks, know the answer. I but don't folks think in Indianapolis is. should know that it's the night of Vonnegut celebration in yeah. Indianapolis on September 29th. It's, it's going to be a wonderful event, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing it. Our pal, Louis Black, is now the chairman of the board for the Kurt Vonnegut Library and Museum. They're lucky to have them. Uh, yeah, Barry, are. I was I was going to talk to you about UFOs because I know you don't get enough of that on your news. But um, I would like to ask you about the Kids Online Safety Act, because this is something oh. that we're just starting to learn a little bit about. And, yeah. it, you know, it, it, it seems like it's it's being done. Uh, the, who could who could argue with the Kids Online Safety Act? Sounds fantastic, <laughs> right? I mean, it I want to keep kids safe. Why? Why? Who ever <laughs> heard of a misleading law, Barry? What Absolutely nobody. I, I, you know, I remember uh, when Kurt Vonnegut and Betty Friedan and I did that press conference, one of the things Kurt said was, he said, I don't understand. What is this First Amendment? Is it something somebody added to the Rivers and Harbors bill sometime at midnight? I mean, it was very, they, they published the whole thing in the Nation magazine. It was It was very well done. But this is another thing. What are the two biggest justifications for censorship? One, protect the children. Oh, and yeah. two, defend national security. And I have a feeling that most of the impetus for censoring TikTok in this country is because of the children, because they don't know what to do with the fact that children are spending a lot of time on this. So here comes a bill that says it's the responsibility of any website that allows youth to scrutinize what's there, that they have to be prepared to not discuss anything that could lead to such things as suicide, that's bad, sexual exploitation, that's bad, and a couple of other things, none of which are defined. So all of this now becomes the purview of either the Federal Trade Commission, which takes forever you know, to do anything, or most importantly, the attorney generals of each state. And the attorney generals of each state are people who have managed to support all kinds of initiatives. Censorship doesn't just happen when a government says, um, you can't do that. It also happens when the government comes to you and says, you know, we might want to regulate your business unless you'd like to do it yourself. That's what happened with the Motion Picture Association when Hollywood was getting bad raps in the late 60s. They said, well, we'll come up with a rating system of our own. Mm. That's what happened to the Recording Industry Association of America when those folks, including some very high-powered women who were married to high-powered men, uh, decided they wanted to clean up rock and roll. And so the recording industry and a couple of the managers who had some credibility as defenders of free speech said, no, 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 we'll do it. We'll come up with a way to list, to put everything out there and tell you what's in it and, and then if you don't want it, you won't see it. Now, this, of course, is the stupidest idea of ever. If you label something not for children, that's going to be a big incentive 
I mean, I'm speaking for myself. You're right. As a child, I'd like to really hear that music. I'd really like to hear it. When the Mies Commission came up with its final report, it had a laundry list of hundreds and hundreds, A to Z, books that they found in porn shops in Times Square. It was, I said, a perfect how to read list. You can go from A, (laughs) anal, zoo, zoophilia and it's all published by the federal government which i assured people it was their right to do so reverend we got to hit a hard break thank (laughs) you so much for joining us everyone catch barry lynn live in indianapolis on september 29th at a night to honor kurt vonnegut come back and see us again soon reverend you're the best we'll be right back with your calls this is progress CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, that's the kind of friend I am. Uh, in the break, Lee Papa asks me, how was my time in L.A.? And I talk for two minutes and I say, how, how, was, how, how have you been, Lee? Oh, sorry, we're, we're coming back from break. <laughs> so let's all find out how Lee Papa has been. I'm thrilled anytime we can get this gentleman to join us on the show. He is the political blogger known as the Rude Pundit. He's got tens of thousands of weekly readers and he's a regular guest on the Stephanie Miller show. Perhaps you've heard of it. The New York Times called Lee a tornado of a writer and a child of Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor and Hunter S. Thompson. You can support him and get more content from Lee. And I recommend it highly because this guy crosses lines. I will not cross. Check out his Patreon under the username Rude Pundit. Rude Pundit, welcome back to SiriusXM. Ah, good to see you, John. And 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 the sh- lo- to give you the short version, it's all fine. <laughs> Everything's, you know, we're just it's just it's just that constant battle of you know which way are we going to go? Are we going? Which apocalypse are we going to head towards? Or which ones are we going to mitigate? But you know, are we going to yeah. get them all before they all hit us? Well, you know, at least at least fascists aren't threatening to fire you from your job unless you destroy the country. So you have that going for you. You're having a better day than Kevin McCarthy, as is most of the northern North American population. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and, and I love that that even even it wasn't enough for Matt Gates for for McCarthy to say, you know, we'll start an inquiry. And I guess Not I just enough. read that. Yeah, no, it'll never be enough. There's never enough. So no, and you're, I, you're right, right right away. He got he, he got the inquiry he wanted. And Kevin McCarthy thought he was cutting a smooth deal. All right. You guys will let the government not shut down and I'll give you your impeachment. That's going nowhere. And instead, Matt Gates is like, no, if you don't let us shut the government down, we will vote to remove you every day. Now, Lee, yep. Matt Gates being a, a pedophile punk, um, allegedly, he can't actually fire 
the Speaker of the House unless he gets over 100 Democrats to come along with him. Right. Like this is just a parade of empty threats. Right. Well, and as is, you know, virtually everything coming out of the House, you know, there and apparently they can't because of a rule that was put into effect by the Justice Department or some kind of uh, during the, Trump's impeachment. It That's essentially right. said, You got to have a vote. You can't really you can't do it unless there's a vote. That's right. And uh, McCarthy had said he was going to try to go forward without a vote. Now, I think, you know, Republicans being Republicans, they're going to tell the Justice Department to go fuck itself and, yes. you know, just do whatever they want. Because they but, can't have a vote. They can't. If they no. have a vote, it goes nowhere. Because as I'm going to point out every day, 18 Republicans in districts that went for Joe Biden and the Republicans only have a five seat advantage. So yeah. they can't have a vote. They've got to weasel through this. And and by the same token, Lee, and I've been getting in fights all day, Joe Biden's not going to get impeached. They might have no. a vote, but he's not no. getting impeached. They're going to try to impeach a Democratic president and shut down the government. I, I think they want this old man to be reelected. Either that yeah. or they want a black woman to be president. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and, and they and, and I think it was Charlie Kirk today that said something like this is a, this is a symbolic thing we're doing. It's not really that they're doing. It's not it's not really uh, that they really don't have anything, but they have to do it to make to, to make some kind of message that, you know, that I guess Hunter Biden did a couple of minor bad things. I they mean, have to do they have to do it because they have no agenda to improve the lives of non-millionaires. I mean, this is right. I began the show with a whole racket about how this is what they've been doing for the entire 21st century. This is swift boating. This is whitewater. This is Hillary's emails. This is Barack Obama's birth certificate, Uranium One, Ground Zero Mosque. Whatever we can do, get Uncle Racist and Aunt Dead inside watching Fox to be really mad because God yep. knows we're not going to do anything for them. We'll just get them upset. And that's how we keep our jobs. It's Benghazi. It's Benghazi. It's and Benghazi. Every, every other thing. And uh, yeah. And, and, and you know, I tweeted earlier today. I said, oh, it's good to see that they're laser focused on not doing shit for the American people. You know, it's it's like it's like they are deliberately avoiding doing anything that might actually involve making policy, because that would mean they have to take a stand on issues that people actually give a shit about. And they're trying to avoid that in any way possible by only focusing on fake scandal. And focusing on uh, Joe Biden's age by talking about how he is a dementia patient, by talking about how he is completely confused and befuddled and doesn't know what room he's in. Oh, and we're so terrified of him and his lethal, sophisticated corruption. We're going to have an impeachment again. This is Obama. He's a he's an amateur in over his head and a socialist mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. And the age thing, it's like it's, you know, I just whenever anybody brings it up, it's like, I know 80s fucking old 82 when he would be inaugurated. That's fucking old too. 86 when he would presumably finish a second term is incredibly fucking old. Yes, we get it. He's old. He's old and and, uh, old with a stutter. I mean, yeah, he's an old guy. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. But he has done nothing to demonstrate any kind of incompetence he has done nothing to demonstrate that he cannot handle the job and you know we even had the fox news guy on saying yeah he pulled an all-nighter of course the guy wants to go to sleep at 10 p.m oh no somebody wants to go to sleep at a reasonable hour fuck that old guy it's time for it's time for him to snort to get out and snort cocaine off a hooker's tits because that's what we want our presidents to do you know, I, I got to say, we're seeing a lot of our friends on the left 
making Biden's age an issue as well, and not just yeah. the the Cornell West types, but we're seeing a lot of a lot of uh, progressives and leftists that I that I like personally and politically who are really trying to make Biden's age an issue. Um, sometimes because they're they don't like his age. Sometimes because they don't think he's liberal enough, which I get. I've never seen a Democratic president that was liberal enough for my morality. But right. um, Lee, I'm really tired as someone who voted for Ralph Nader twice. <laughs> I'm really tired of trying to explain to my leftist friends. Uh, if you go voting third party, God bless Cornell West, but um, if you're voting third party in a swing state, you are the reason Roe v. Wade is gone. You know, uterus having selfish, myopic motherfucker. You know, I, 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 and these polls keep coming out that say that 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 Democrats say that Biden is too old to effectively serve a four year term. And. And, and if I was asked that, I would probably say, yeah, of course he is. Of course, that's too old to serve. I'm not fucking blind. But the the, the thing is, is when you dig down in that poll, that AP, N-O-R-C, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Uh, put, I know what AP is. I just don't know what N-O-R-C is. I mean, if you dig down in the poll, you find things like 69% of Democrats say Biden is too old, but only 28% of Republicans say that Trump is too old, which means once again, Democrats are facing reality. But the really interesting thing in the in that poll is that 82 percent of Democrats say they will definitely or probably support Biden if he's the nominee. That's right. In other words, we know we get it. You can tell us he's old as much as you want. You can throw 80 at us as much as you want. But we also fucking know that he's the thing that's standing between us and Trumpian, you know, fascist regimes. That's right. And I, I like to point out Joe Biden, no matter who he's running against, whether it's DeSantis or Trump or even Glenn Youngkin, who could yep. get the nod at a contested convention, Joe Biden's going to be running against 95-year-old Herbert Hoover economics, no matter who the Republican nominee is. So ideologically, he's still the young guy in the race to me. And the other thing I'd point out is if Biden were to drop out, it would be a fucking bloodbath on, would be. among Democrats. Yeah. It would be it, everybody wouldn't all of a sudden come together and say, oh, yes, now we must anoint Kamala. That wouldn't happen. It would you not know? happen. No, you'd have you'd have so many interests in there trying to get in there. And if you don't believe that would happen, then you need to look at what was going on in the Democratic right. primary prior to the That's rise right. of, of covid cases. I mean, right. they, it was a dog pile on Biden and Kamala Harris was actually probably the best at eviscerating Biden. It was not a let's all play fair and be nice. It oh, was, I remember. Yeah. And it was. And, you know, and, and, you know, let me make a case that's going to piss off a lot of people. But you could make a case that and that, that because we don't want a candidate to come out of a primary wounded, that if Bernie had not run against Hillary in 2016, which he had the perfect right to do, that she you would not have had the uh, the hurt feelings about however you believe Bernie was treated by the DNC. And you wouldn't have had those voters that stayed home um, and uh, and uh, and would have mitigated some right. of the damage done by the the email scandal. And I'm using air quotes for those who can't uh, who can't see. And you know what? I got to say, uh, I mean, Bernie, you know, uh, to his credit, he did more events for Hillary Clinton sure. than Hillary Clinton did for Barack Obama. But anybody right. who stayed home to vote or voted third party because they were too pure to vote for Hillary Clinton in a swing state. 
They are the reason Roe v. Wade is gone. They are not Bernie supporters because they don't give a rat's ass about anything Bernie stood for. They just decided that they'd rather like the way their own flatulence smells. And so Donald Trump got to be president, this racist clown, because these Bernie supporters didn't give a rat's ass about the values Bernie fought for. There's something very we're really going to piss people off. There's something very Trumpian about that. Yeah, well, it's very smug. And it's, you know, and and again, I don't include Senator Sanders with that. He's done this show a bunch of times and I, yeah. I have so much admiration for him and he's a hero. Um, but yeah, th- this should not have happened. So, I mean, when it comes to the age issue, the other thing I'm waiting to hear is uh, Biden is in much better physical shape than Trump. And the fact is, at the end of the day, Lee, I think it's young people and women who are really pissed off about Dobbs. It doesn't matter what they throw at him. They can humiliate his drug-addicted, only surviving son all they want. They can scorn him for his age all they want. At the end of the day, their shitty policies and lack of policies are going to drive turnout more than whoever any candidate is. And you want to know what's going to also help is that he's standing by his son. He is yep, not. That's right. He is not rejecting his son. He is not trying to make his son be distant. His son is, you know, he's he sees his son. We see him embracing his son. Um, he, he much more affectionate with his children than we ever saw Donald Trump be with any children or grandchildren of his. Yeah. You know, I'll take I'll take Joe Biden tits hanging out on the beach any day. That's right. uh, And and then going bike riding. Joe (laughs) Biden falling off a bike while having a seizure while playing air guitar and singing Freebird while an alien pops out of his chest is more presidential than Donald Trump on his best day. Yeah. Yep. Lee, you know, uh, after that imagery, I don't want to do anything unpleasant, but I got to bring up Dennis Prager. Um, I, I I first met this guy when I sat next to him on Bill Maher's show many years ago, and I just I, I just couldn't believe I just like people believe this guy. People fall for this smug this 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 guy with incredible privilege and no appreciation of his own privilege and over the years i've watched him just pontificate be proven wrong about everything but become ever more smug in his old age and then this prager you business um it it just seemed like another way to grift off of the people who thought trump university would get him college credit but now now he's making these religious cartoons for children that have nothing to do with the things that Christ taught because Dennis Prager doesn't like the things Christ taught. The Republican Party rejects the things Christ taught. Christ is a prop they wave around to appear pious and then reject everything he taught. But they're making these cartoons that posit biblical events as realities and they are getting these into public schools. What can you explain this for me? Because it's too much for my tiny mind to comprehend. So so PragerU has more than just that. I mean, PragerU has an entire array of videos for kids based on on different subjects. They have things on climate change and how, you know, we really need to listen to scientists on both sides. But the biggest thing they have is, is they have all of these videos that are about history. And uh, it's these two shitty children, Leo and Layla, and they have an app. And right. it's usually Layla, Layla, you know, the girl um, has something going on that, that, you know, she can't handle or is upset about. And so little Leo takes out his app and they sends them to go visit some famous person back in time. And you might have seen the Christopher Columbus one about Christopher Columbus saying, hey, it was better to be a slave. It was better that we enslaved people than that we killed them, which is you know yeah. kind of an arguable point there anyway. And uh. um 
And then you might have seen the 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 Booker T. Washington one that 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 seemed to excuse uh, uh, some of some of the harm that was done to uh, to black people in the in the wow. post Reconstruction era. My I I watched one recently that was they went to see Martin Luther King because um, <laughs> because it was about Martin Luther King. Layla needed to stand up for a friend and they had to go see somebody who is known for standing up for people and the date they went to see. So they let, so they go time traveling. Right. And when do you think would be a good time for them to show up in Martin Luther King's life? I mean, I guess I'd have to say 1963 would be kind of peak, but uh, what, when, when did they, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be John, wouldn't it be, Mm -hmm. but you know, when they show up, you, you know when they show up? When? They show up on April 3rd, 1968, outside the Bishop Charles Mason Temple, where they're listening to King give his I've been to the mountaintop, the mountaintop speech. The day before, what happens? Wow. The day wow. before he's assassinated, they show up, and, and Martin Luther King talking to these two white kids calling them uh Miss Layla and Mr. Leo um and exp- and t- again the, wow. the one little bit of credit I'll give is that it does take a moment or two to say yeah white people did do some bad things to black people but essentially it, it that is one moment and the rest of it is just about forgiving people and learning to uh and learning you know that you, that it's okay to stand up to people but you know you don't do it with anger and it's sort of mind blowing and then they're, they're and then they're all happy and they leave Martin Luther King cuz the next the next day he's going to be killed Hang on a second. They say do it don't don't do it with anger. But let me guess. They never preach the virtues of nonviolence, do they? Never hear about um, how nonviolence is a, the way to go. They uh they have a uh they have a brief um <laughs> They have a brief discussion about the I have a dream speech. Right. Um, they say one, that, one, one line, one line in the I have a dream speech. The one line, line they, Republicans know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, King declares um, there is far more injustice in the world than even I once realized. And I can provide a voice to the voiceless. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Because he says because he says essentially in there. Because the Voting Rights Act passed and the Civil Rights Act uh, uh, passed that uh, he and essentially it's like, well, I ended racism. Now I can move on. You know, here's my thing with this. Um, I, I have seen some of the cartoons of some of the biblical ones. And uh, look, people can teach their kids anything they want. Right. I, I'm teaching my child all about Moses and Jesus. Um, sure. But uh, I'm teaching it. It's not being taught to my child in a public school and prager you has the right to distribute these videos but um conservative interpretations of uh scripture do not belong in public schools and yeah. a lot of these characters they, they say well we learned about you in sunday school throughout the cartoon because they are literally trying to tear down the deeply conservative wall between church and state that the founders wanted and as of now these videos are allowed to be shown in public schools to kids Without yep. their parents' knowledge in Oklahoma and Florida. And Prager and Florida. wants to have this propaganda shown in schools all around the country. Religious uh, indoctrination in public schools and, by and right-wing right. sources. 
you're right because they mix in these biblical figures with the historical figures in Leo and Layla's uh, historical adventures. So, so, so yeah, it's Benjamin Franklin and Moses. They even mix in Shakespearean characters. It's like it's insane. It's insane. And and uh, uh, yeah, Um, my favorite though. I got to tell you. Can I tell you my favorite video though? Please, please, please. Yes. So so it's, it was just yesterday was 9-11. And so there's this other series that's like this dog, Otto. And Otto's, Otto goes on adventures also through time. And there is one video where Otto goes with his friend that is a young version, a little kid version of Dennis Prager with white hair and glasses. And they go to 9-11. They 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 dress up as firefighters and they you see them walking up to the twin towers and little Dennis has is smiling with ice cream and they uh, the twin towers are hit and he, at first I thought well they're firefighters they're gonna rush in maybe and help or something no right. I swear to you in the video they jump into in, they jump into their um, into their fire truck and ride away from the Twin Towers. As you see peep images of people being helped by others, Otto the dog is smiling <laughs> as they're leaving. So they're going to teach children about 9-11 by giving them a feel-good story where no one yeah. gets hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, they talked, and, the, you know, and, and, then they, and then they end up watching George W. Bush Oh, here, here, listen, listen. So grateful we were for all the good people tried to do. We climbed into our fire truck, waved, and called out, thank you. On to the White House, Dennis said, and zoom. We found ourselves inside an oval-shaped room. President George W. Bush spoke to the nation that night. He said, this is a day when all Americans unite. The terrorists tried to scare us and get us to retreat, but our country is strong. America, they can't defeat. Wow, this just reminds me of how much Dennis Prager attacked people who opposed the Iraq war and how Dennis Prager was part of the media movement to whitewash the truth and exploit the 3,000 murdered to invade a country that never attacked us. And they say flat out that their videos are there to essentially indoctrinate kids into conservative ideology. And what was the big complaint about, you know, stuff on the left is that it was indoctrinating them. It was, you know, and and yet this is fine. So really, the problem was is it was, you know, making kids open minded versus giving them this this narrow, happy, clappy version um, unreal of, of. all, of all kinds of things in, in in history and science. I mean, there's also, like I said, there's science videos. There are hundreds of videos on the site for kids. Wow. Uh, thanks for the warning. Um, Lee, we have a ton of uh, listeners on hold. Our Evil Army of the Night has been here. Do you want to take some calls with us? You know, I love talking to them. I love taking calls when you're here. Shelly is on the line from Georgia. Shelly, welcome. You're on SiriusXM. Thanks for uh, waiting on hold. Hi, thank you. Hey. Um, so I was watching a clip this morning on uh, Morning Joe, and it was Mika mm-hmm. talking to Chris Christie. And she finally said, you know, give me those receipts of people having abortions at nine months and we'll talk. And, of course, he came back with, um, 
you know, well, Mika, that's the law, that's the law. And she just sat there silently. And I'm, you know, screaming like, at nine months, it's just healthcare and somebody's life is at risk at this point. And I just wonder, why can't any of the news and the media come back with that? Like, I'm a hairstylist in California and I seem to know more and have yeah. a better response than anybody. I mean, there has never been, I, I, what, of course, Lee, you know this, tons of women uh, like to get pregnant and wait, and they carry the pregnancy and give up a year of their life, so in month number nine, they can terminate the fetus. That's very, very common, right? I mean, that's oh, what we're yeah, talking about yeah. here. Yeah. I, I mean, there are the clubs time. devoted to that. I mean, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. It's a whole yeah. fetish community. Teenagers, it's really Teenagers want to do it. It's, it's like, they like make TikToks of it. I mean, come on, man. It's like, oh, what, fr- Friends is a rerun. Hey, let, let's let's abort a fetus tonight. It's it's insane. It's but the this third is how trimester desperate... abortion challenge on TikTok. <laughs> but Kelly, don't you think this is a sign of how desperate they are? They know how deeply unpopular repealing Roe v. Wade was. They know it's going to destroy them uh, in, in the elections. And so they're going to try and lie and just say, well, we're really doing this because so many women are doing it in the ninth month when the fetus is viable. No one's doing it unless the mother's life is at stake. And no Democrat is fighting for women to be able to do it unless the mother's life is at stake. And it's, and it, what is it? It's like two tenths of 1% of all abortions are, uh, our third trimester. It's something ridiculous. Like, like, 80% 80% of, ab- of abortions happen in, in uh, the first 12 weeks. I mean... Yep, you're right. And by the way, over 50% of the women who have abortions are moms who already have children. Shelly, I didn't see that this morning, but if I can get Chris Christie back on this show, I will, uh, I'll, I'll bring more receipts than Mika had this morning. Right? I just want someone to say, hey, it's the law because it's healthcare at that point. That's why it's the law, and that's why we don't want it illegal. I don't know if I could say that. I think I might. I think I might be able to say you don't have a uterus. You can sit what we call the fuck down. That's that would be my response. <laughs> I would love it. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Let's go over if we can to um, Steve in San Diego. Steve, thank you for waiting on hold. Hi, John. Hello. Hey, um, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, my birth. My birthday's on the fifth. So we're both ah. Virgos. Wait, is it your birthday? My birthday was last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. September fifth. Oh, right on. So you're, oh, you're another you happy birthday on Facebook. another Never. first week of September, baby, where you were like me and always yeah. had your birthday on the first day of school and no one believed you. Yeah, 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 like Labor Day. First Labor grade, Day, man. baby. I yeah, I've had my hey, birthday on I, Labor Day and the first day. Go ahead. So, um, oh, you know, the only reason why age is an issue in this upcoming race is because that fat ass can't get himself on a bike, which makes him 15 years older than Biden, who happens to be 80. That's how <laughs> well, you know, Donald Trump did get on a bike once and the bike was never seen oh. again. So I, I, I understand. Say, yeah. yeah it, you I mean, it might, charge might still be there. That out of him? Sorry, John. It's probably <laughs> stuck in his fat ass. Anyway, yeah, but I, in, in fairness, uh, age is an issue because the oldest president in history was defeated by the oldest president in history, and now the former oldest president is challenging the current oldest president. It's going to be a factor no matter what. Uh, to I me, it's going to come, but at the end of the day, in the in the voting booth, it's going to come down to the issues. It's going to come down to what yeah. they stand for, and Trump stands for revenge, and Biden stands for helping people in this recovery. Yep. I, I know. It's not an issue for me. Between Biden, who has a brain, and the other motherfucker who doesn't, period. But <laughs> hey, man, listen. If, about, and if Bernie, if Bernie challenged him, I'd support an eighty-two-year-old. So there you go. Yeah. 
Bernie could beat us up. Uh, Bernie, Bernie's got a grip. He could beat all of us. And by the way, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks, I've shook Mel Brooks's hand. He could kick all of our asses, and he's 95. Did you see Bernie catch that line drive from his uh, grandchild? Sure Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, I, that's, 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 so that's the point. Is that Bernie Sanders, you know, is an age with Bernie, for me, for Bernie Sanders, is not an issue. Right it's on. about, you know, whether they have a clear mind. And then that's they, right. I believe in their issues. But, hey, Steve, you know, what we, calling about? Really, really quick, really quick. Go ahead. we got to hit a break, so go ahead. Oh, Super okay, quick. Okay. So we got to, you know, one of your colleagues earlier today played this tape of McCarthy talking about impeachment. And yeah. I thought, why in the hell do we want to convey that message on behalf of McCarthy? Why? If anybody just listened to that and without any context, they might believe the guy. So yeah, well, I'll, I'll give it context. Yeah, but I'm, I'm supporting this impeachment inquiry because they're going to get this old man reelected. Lee, how do we follow you and keep up with all your doings? You can follow me on uh, all the Twitters and, and X's and non-Twitter things at Rude Pundit. Um, you can uh, fo- you mentioned my Patreon, patreon.com slash Rude Pundit. I have a piece up right now about Biden's age, uh, about the, 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 the all of the bullshit about that. Right um, on. Also, also, I am writing about PragerU videos on there, so you can get that. You can, uh, I don't know, Instagram, wherever the fuck you want, I'm there. And Lee, the, you and are the, the blog, best. Rude Pundit Blogspot. Thank you, Lee. We'll be right back after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So you might have heard about Senator John Kennedy. (laughs) Senator John Kennedy has nothing to offer non-millionaires except umbrage and outrage. So uh, he decided to have a very normal day today during uh, a Senate hearing and um, and quote from a book. All boys aren't blue. All boys aren't blue is a young adult nonfiction memoir by uh, George uh, Johnson. It came out in 2020 and it's a bunch of essays about his journey growing up as a, a queer black man in New Jersey. And in Virginia, and it talks all about black queer boys and it's devoted to them and people who might not have someone in their life with similar experiences. And it's, it deals with sexual abuse and consent and it describes sexual encounters and statutory rape. He was inspired to write it by Toni Morrison because uh, she said, if there's a book you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, you must write it. So he wrote this memoir, got great reviews. And it is uh, great reviews from everyone. New York Times, Kirkus, you name it. And it has been censored because it concludes a lot of LGBTQ content. It has profanity and it has uh, sexually explicit parts. 
Um, the American Library Association's Office of Intellectual Freedom named it the third most banned and challenged book in the United States of the year. It was the second most challenged book on the 2022 list. Two years ago, Flagler County School Board uh, filed a criminal complaint against the superintendent for carrying the book because it has sex in it. And the Flagler County Sheriff came in because that's what you make cops do and found the content in the book was not a violation of the law. And students protested. But in Missouri in 2021, uh, the school board at Wentzville banned it, along with a few other books, and students wound up reading it. See, if you don't want kids to read a book, don't talk about it. But if you talk about it to try to get this kids' parents to vote for you, because you have nothing to offer non-millionaires except Umbridge, well, people are going to read your, the damn book. Um, in 2022, All Boys Aren't Blue was listed among 52 books banned by the Alpine School District after uh, Utah's law, HB 374, on sensitive materials in schools. Almost half of those materials are LGBTQ characters and themes. So John Kennedy decided today to read this and to read passages of it to get people outraged. Why? Because John Kennedy has nothing to offer non-millionaires except umbrage. I don't know what they're afraid of. Are they afraid of if kids read this, they're going to turn black and queer? So um, we wanted to play it because John Kennedy, he read the he read the good parts. And Chris was able to find a version of John Kennedy's oratory set to music. I now give you the senator from Louisiana reading All Boys Aren't Blue. All Boys Aren't Blue. And I will quote from it. Guess which parts? I put some lube on and got him on his knees. And I began to slide into him from behind. I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated. <laughs> he asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. This was my ass. And I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. He got on top and slowly inserted himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain. That is Louisiana Senator John Kerry. And that's the short version because he went on to use the words dildo, cock and strap on. This was said um, in your Senate Judiciary Committee, Americans. This morning, and it was very odd. The man, 71 years old, he was grilling Illinois, Illinois Secretary of State queer. Alexei Giannoulis. Oh, is this the genderqueer part? The Here, listen to this. Quote, Here's another band book. I got a new strap home, strap on harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Then I want you inside of me. End quote. <laughs> oh, Chris, the music is perfect. So that's Senator John Kennedy, 71 it's years very, old. It's very beautiful. It's very Armistead Mob and Tales of the City. It's very. Can I uh, tell you something? I, I, I don't believe in banning books, but I, I don't want Senator John Kennedy in my kid's library. I know that after hearing this. And I don't want to see what's on his hard drive. No. Um, Kennedy asked. <laughs> Kennedy asked the Illinois Secretary of State if he believed only librarians should have the power to decide whether books should be available to kids. And the Secretary of State said, with all due respect, Senator, the words you spoke are disturbing, especially coming out of your mouth. But I would also tell you, we're not advocating for kids to read porn. 
folks, you're smart enough to know there are thousands of people who never would have read that book until they heard John Kennedy quote it. Oh, these more. John Kennedy, by the way, uh, is a Rhodes Scholar. He used to be a Democrat and uh, he's very educated. And then he became Republican and changed his accent. And now he sounds like a man who steals chickens. Do you feel safer after hearing that? Uh, Robin Orlando, hello and welcome. No, your dick is hard. Too bad Keith Price isn't there to, to help you out with it after hearing that. Why do, why do you say this, Rob? Well, because, John, books I'm straight. Like I'm married. I have a child. I'm not... I'm not know, what's the gay sex thing? What are you, 12? Was, I'm married. It was, it was a joke. All right, well, how about how about, how about, how about, how about, how about, are you capable of, like, not being hostile and trying to have a talk with me like men? Because I'm not your enemy, yes. and I'm never going to hate you back, Rob. I'm never going to hate I you know. back. Let's have a conversation then, John. Uh, you know, I really do hope that the Saudis are going to help Donald Trump win and keep gas prices high and inflation high, because, my gosh, Lord knows he needs to be back in the White House after... All the have you have you sent a don- have you sent a donation to him? Are you helping with his legal fund? Of, of course, absolutely. Yeah, well, I've he's been, a billionaire. He needs your money. That's given, good. I know he does. He, he really does. He needs my money. Which of the which of the ninety one criminal counts do you specifically <laughs> take issue with? Which one do you refute? <laughs> all of them. They're all bullshit nonsense. Have you like, read any of the indictments? Not, you haven't read any of the indictments, right? You just you, you, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. Yeah. So what's on? So what did you just call tonight to like insult and taunt or what? What's on your mind? No, no, no. You I want just, gas price? You want gas price? You want Americans to suffer at the pump? I get that because it'll hurt a politician you don't like. So I get that. What else we, is on we, your mind? We we know we know how to fix that, but your polit your your guy in the White House won't do anything about it. So no. What do you mean? We won't do anything about it. What do you mean? You have any idea how many approved leases in this country are not being used right now? Donald Trump did this once before during COVID. He got the Saudis and OPEC to decrease production, which then drove down supply, which drove up prices. Joe Biden got blamed for it. Now, a year later, the gas prices have gone down. And it sounds like you are just doing a pretty cynical take that if gas, you might be right. I mean, if OPEC does this, gas prices might go so high that uh, a convicted felon would be elected president. But, Rob, I got to tell you, it's not going to end well for Donald Trump. I mean, you know, there were old guys defending Nixon in the 80s. They don't anymore. And, you know, I I admire your blind obedience to people you like. But I I think you could do better when it comes to conservative politicians. I really do. I think you deserve better when it comes to conservative politicians. Well, like Chris Christie, that guy is absolutely useless. You know, I would agree. I hope I hope I don't I hope I don't get him. I'd, I'd rather, you know, if I don't you have won't. Donald Trump, then I, I, I think there's I too many all, MAGA people. I, I think the Republican. I, I don't think that the Trump uh, people would ever, ever uh, let Christie get the nomination. Good. I, I don't. You know what I think should, might happen? You know what selling, I you know what I think? Dippin dots at New York's uh, Yankee Stadium. I think I don't think he deserves that job. Um, you know what I think is going to happen? Seriously, I think that uh, if Trump. Between now and the convention, Donald Trump has seven different criminal trials. You know about that, right? There's the E. Jean Carroll rape case, yeah. which he's already, he, the judge has already said he's guilty there. But there's also the uh, the pyramid scheme trial because he stole yeah. from people like he stole from people with Trump University and the Trump Foundation. He's on trial for a pyramid scheme. And then there's his uh, Trump organization fraud in New York State. And then the four big ones we've heard about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's most likely going to be a convicted felon appealing his sentence by the convention. What I think is going to happen. And I let me ask you as a Republican. 
I think you're going to see the establishment GOP contest his nomination. And I think the pl- I w- this is what I'm betting money on. I think they're going to try and kill Trump's nomination and run Glenn Youngkin, who I happen to think is much more electable than Trump. How would you respond as a diehard Trump person if the party tried to get rid of him, if he's convicted of a felony and run the governor of Virginia in his place? Well, I think, and this is my opinion, I believe we are coming closer to civil war, which I, I certainly do hope so. What and, do you mean by uh, civil war? What do you mean? Like states will secede from the union? No, like we had back in the 18, what was it, like the 1850s? You, know, you mean slavery. terrorist violence? Terrorist, terrorist violence? Absolutely. More January 6s, except they just happen on a daily basis. So you want more? You're, 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 what your hope is, you're, you're hoping for more violence against civilians in this country. That's, that's your hope? You know, that Look, at least or, you admit you know, it, man. At least you admit it, bro. That's all good. You just, it, uh, you know. Or, or, or Putin. Putin said that he dropped nukes on, on the United States if we didn't back off. Drop them on New York City and, and California. Right. You want Get you so you want to see you want to see you want to see Americans hurt. Another you want to see Americans. You want to see Americans hurt. No, right? I don't want. I, I don't want to see lies. You want to see a nuke dropped in New York? Stories being manipulated. Do you want know, you I'm want to the, the you've said this on my show before, Rob, Rob, you've said this before in my yeah. show. You want nukes to be dropped in New York and L.A. That's I have a child in New York. You want my kid to be murdered by Vladimir Putin. That's that's what you're saying. Or are you just no, trying I to shock it, people? If it needs to happen, if it needs, it, what to, happen needs to happen, what is needs to happen? Why needs would Putin to come out? Listen, I get that you're an authoritarian and you like men like Putin and Trump. I get it. I know exactly what side you would have been on in World War Two, man. But do you want violence to be perpetrated on American people or not? Because I think if you're just saying this to shock that, people. If, if Rob, I think you're trying to shock us. I, lies. Rob, you don't care about lies. Rob, you don't care about lies. You support Donald Trump. We've done this before. Rob, where was Barack Obama born? Where? Tell one lie I've told, Rob. One lie. I've never lied to you. One lie I've told you. Yeah, yeah, tell me one. Tell me one of the many. Uh, one, Specifically. You've told... Yeah, you, you said that Donald Trump did not say peacefully protest during January 6th. You said he never said that. that he said fight like hell. Lie you've told. No, I didn't say that. He said he it, at the, said he said it after the violence. He said it after the violence. Heard. He said it major voices peacefully heard. He did say that during the rally. He said, fight like hell, too. He said, fight like hell. You know he did. Where was Barack Obama born, Rob? Where was Barack Obama born? Does it matter? Yes, where was he born? I know we have. I'm asking you again. You're the guy who cares about lies, right? You don't like lies, right, Rob? Where was Barack Obama born? It doesn't matter where he was born. Then it shouldn't be hard for you to answer. It's such an easy... He I know, but in Russia, it doesn't matter. I know, but Donald Trump was too Donald Trump was too stupid Who to cares? know that when he was spreading the racist lie. Where was he born? Answer the question. Hawaii. Answer it. Yes. Hawaii. So you don't have a problem with lies, Rob. Have a good night and thank you for calling. Send your billionaire more money. He's fighting so hard for you, and you're not a sucker at all. Let me go to Mike in Pennsylvania. Hello, Mike. Hi. How you doing, John? How are you? What's up? First time listening. Oh. I'm honored to have you. Thank you so much. First, with 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 Biden, yeah, he does have dementia because <laughs> I've had relatives, and I when he hung that medal on that guy, and he just walked away. I, I saw relatives and all that did have it. So okay, he, well, he I, li- I think he's old and he has a stutter, and I, I, you know what? I mean, look, I, I, I've. 
I've heard Biden give enough interviews that I'm not worried about his mental state. I, I don't all mind right. if a president okay. needs a nap. Okay. All right. That's all right. Okay. But uh, also, uh, well, I believe that Michelle, uh, Michelle will be coming in. And uh, I personally would like to see Alan West run for the presidency. I would like that, too. I think it'd be a riot. All right. And then the other thing, too, you know, you you, you mentioned Christ and all, and you mentioned abortion at the same time. Yes, sir. You know, Jesus, Jesus didn't. uh, He said to love thy neighbor. And he he said, you know, thou shalt not kill. Jesus said thou shalt not kill when he was quoting the Ten Commandments and reducing it down to two. But Exodus is thou shalt not kill. Exodus is also the chapter in the Bible where God declares a fetus is property and a woman's life has more value in his eye than a fetus. The Bible's not against abortion. And Jesus's religion of Judaism is not against abortion, my friend. Jesus was against the death penalty. He never came out against abortion, never said incarcerate people who terminate pregnancies. Abortions are legal and free in Israel right now. Well, okay, all right, John, John, John. You said you listened to Moses and everything else. You know, Moses got into trouble because he said, not that he hit a rock, it's because he said, shall we give you water from this rock? He wanted to be equal with God. Now, when when a fetus, a fetus, I don't even say a fetus, when you hear that somebody is pregnant, do you think fetus or do you think baby? It's not a baby till it's born. I say this with respect to you. It's not a baby till it's born. And I think when someone's pregnant, it's none of my business. I don't get to decide what a woman does, my friend. No, it's not. A, it's a, let's put it this way, John. If a woman, I, I've been in front of abortion clinics, and I've seen, I've seen, there ain't, there ain't women going in there that it's life-threatening. And a lot of times it wasn't even women go, women going in on their own will. It was some boyfriend or some so well, I'm, I'm glad they didn't have to go by themselves, right? It's good that their men didn't abandon them, and they got they had a man there supporting them when they went. But again, are you against the death penalty, my friend? Are you against the death penalty? Sure that she got the abortion, so his wife wouldn't find out. Well, you know what? You can judge them all you want, and you can speculate on what their real reasons were there for being there. But it's none of my business what a woman does, my friend. Okay. Well, here you go, John. Look at Aaron Judd. Look at Bobby Darren. They all could have been abortions. Yeah. Well, okay. their mothers should have had the choice either way. And I'm glad that their mothers had the choice and chose to have them. Wait, you know. And I'm glad I, your mother had a choice and chose to have you. Wait, do you know who Bobby, you know who Bobby Darren's mother was? Who was Bobby Darren's mother? His sister. Uh, okay. So are you against okay. the death? Are you against the death penalty, my friend? Yes, I am. Okay, good for you. You're consistently, you're consistent at least on that. But I, I, listen, I'm against the death penalty because I don't get to play God, but I also don't get to tell a woman what she can do with her body, and the Bible does not not sanction abortion. Yeah, you are, my friend. You are. Listen, see, John... Boy, Jack Nicholson's mother was his sister, also. Not really. That's right. That's right. I was going to say his mother is... They were were raised as, they were raised as siblings. But she wasn't his actual... his mother you know was his saying. mother, and they, they said his mother was his sister. Michael Caine, the same thing, by the way. What do you mean? His mother... Yeah, they said his mother was his Forget sister. Forget it, John. It's China. Yeah. Didn't believe in abortion. Didn't believe in taking a little girl into some, into some 
no, killing factory or whatever. No, okay? that's not what it is. No, no, no. When you when you ban abortion, you create killing factories. Dr. Kermit Gosnell butcher clinics will pop up all over the place. Listen, I'm Listen not, I'm not, I don't I'm think any no you no woman should have an abortion if she doesn't want to. China forces women to have abortion. That's wrong. I think women no, should have the no. choice and men shouldn't tell them because Americans have a right to not be pregnant. I don't get to well, say that. Make that choice. Too, John. The other thing, too, men got to learn to keep their keep their BBs in their poppies. You know Amen. I mean? Yes, I agree. Okay, that's what they got to do. That's what they got to teach the little boys and all. I all agree. Right? I agree. They but again, do you you want women? To go, should women go to jail for terminating pregnancies, my friend? Should they go to prison? No. Want to know something? Listen carefully. I would. I would not. A man. A woman. She, she's in all kinds of uh, state. So I don't know what kind of state she's in. I don't think she deliberately goes out to just, you know, have an abortion or whatever. I no, mean, it's deliberate. Scared, you know, but, but that's, it's a choice. It is. It's a choice. It's a choice. You see, John, you see John, women are too hysterical to have abortions, John. That's just where, where, where nah, are we going? But I, I, listen, I get that nah, you're speaking from, I get, I get where you're coming from. I get you're talking from a place of humanity and you care about the unborn. I totally get it. Okay, let I just don't. Question, John. We got to take a break okay, really quick. Really quick. We got a break coming. John. Hit me. Alien Gonzalez. Why didn't yeah. his have the right to choose? He want she wanted him to be in the United States of America, and then she died. And his fa- but she died, and his father was the legal guardian. It was his right. I didn't want Alien Gonzalez to go back to Cuba, but Bill Clinton <laughs> yeah. and Janet Reno made the right call because his father had the right. Listen, I, I I respect you. I hope you'll call back. We gotta go. I'm John Fugelson. Keep it tuned to Sirius XM Progress. Peace. Peace.